Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast with your host, Kevin from Heaven. We're so glad that you're here. It's part of a complete breakfast, and we're here to help you tap into your abundant life. Let's go. Hey, family. Welcome to the Abundant Christian Life Podcast with your host, heaven from heaven love you family so glad that you are here today today is going to be good we are digging into how do you know when it's time to go and i recently experienced a transition in my life that we're going to get into uh, but it's a good question we know that life works in seasons And when the seasons change, how do you know when it's time to step away from what you're doing and pick up the next thing? So that's going to be our focal point today. Um, You know, let's dive into it. Let's just invite the Lord into this time, into this space, into us. So let me pray a blessing over you. If you're listening, may you receive this blessing. Avinu Shabbat Shemayim, our Father who art in heaven. Lord, I thank you so much for just your church, for your community, for your fellowship, for your people, Lord. We invite you here. We ask that you would come make your spirit known to us. Lord, help us to download and receive the message and the instruction that you have for us today, Lord. I pray that you would bless this community, Father, that wherever they find themselves listening to this, that you would give them clarity. You would give them direction. They would help them to clearly know your next steps, your plans for them to bless them to prosper them you have plans for us father and i know that it is possible for us to 100 percent know your will for our life you help us to receive that help us to download a revelation of what your will is for us today in this season may you bless us indeed may you meet us may you surround us with wise counselors, with support and encouragement, and just may you meet us in this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome, awesome. Welcome, guys. Um, so let's dive into it. Uh, I like to do a affirmation to start off with. So this one today is really good. Uh, today's affirmation is, My past does not define me. I define my future I am creating the future of my dreams. One more time. My past does not define me. I define my future. I am creating the future of my dreams. I love that. There, there is power in the choices that we make. And you know, here's the thing. Your past only exists in your mind. Have you thought about that? I mean, it's already gone. You know, all we ever have is this moment. But when we look at the past, the only place our past exists is in our mind. And the other thing that's interesting is the only place our future exists is also in our mind. So we have a say. No one else controls our future. But we have a say in what we want that to be. In what we want it to become. We have a say in that. So if we're only ever focusing on the bad or negative, we're shaping, that's how 
part of how we shape our future, right? But if we are choosing to focus on good, on hope, holding up God's word, knowing that he has plans for us to bless us, to prosper us, we can shape a beautiful future. It's all in our mind. It really is. But it's how our mind perceives that reality and processes it. You know, we can't control the things that have happened to us. We can't control every situation, but we can control how we respond to it, what we choose to believe in that moment. And that's that's actually powerful. The fact that we have that, the fact that we have free will, what an awesome gift from God. We might not be able to control the fact that we live in a sinful world. We were born into a sinful world. We can't change that. We can't control that. But we can control our reactions to it. We can control how we choose to respond. So we do have power in that. That is God's gift of free will to us, is our ability to choose how we're going to respond. So today we have the ability to define our future. Um, how do you know when it's time to go? <laughs> you know, When you got to go, you got to go, right? Um, I just left a job. Uh, yesterday was my last day and um, in many aspects it was a dream job for me um, it took a lot of faith to step into that role and um, it was a sales position at a um, really a dream job uh, I, I love the the CEO and he's very much about public speaking and making an impact and has worked with some of the biggest names in the industry, including Tony Robbins, David John, um, uh, Grant Cardone, um, and you know, just it was a real privilege and honor to be in that organization. And it, but it also wasn't panning out to be kind of what we had hoped it would be for my family. There was a lot of you know, we would host an event and you know, working um, longer hours than I would have liked. Um, also, it was a sales role. So in a sales role, you know, you're constantly working leads. And so you're working on weekends, trying to reach out to people, trying to build connections, trying to fill up your calendar. And not that that's a bad thing, um, but it just was not worth the sacrifice um, for my family. I mean, um, you know, I've talked about I have a daughter who has special needs. And, um, and I, I mean, I have a son who's uh, what we call neurotypical. Um, but I mean, he's still five. <laughs> and so even a five-year-old can be a handful on occasion, right? And it's not fair for my wife to take on that burden on her own or for daddy to spend all his energy and focus at work. So when I come home, you know, I'm um, not a hundred percent or maybe I'm snapping at them only because I feel the pressure of, you know, a sales position. So um, anyway, it was time to leave. And you know, I, I, the re, the way that I started realizing it was time is God actually gave me a sign. And I don't know where you fall on believing if God works in signs, wonders, miracles, if he speaks to us in different ways. Um, but one of the things that kind of, you know, uh, united us here on, on the, on the sales team was that uh, the whole team wore glasses, like everybody. 
<laughs> the director of the department, um, the other advisors on the team, the sales coordinator, um, myself, like we all wore glasses. So we would do a team meeting and we'd all have be wearing our glasses. And then like anytime a new person came in, you know, we would joke about, um, you know, like, oh, you belong because you got your glasses on or, uh, if someone was missing their glasses, it's like, where's your glasses out? Like, you know, you, you just joined the glasses club. So you gotta, gotta wear some glasses. Um, well, there was one weekend where I lost my glasses and not a big deal. I mean, I'm, I am, um, nearsighted. It's just like, it's the far away stuff, the far sighted part that, that is why I need my glasses. So if I'm here working on my laptop, not a big deal. You know, it's fine. But if I am you know, trying to watch TV from the couch or something, then, you know, I can't really see it because I don't have my, my glasses on. So the weekend happened. I was watching the kiddos. And for the life of me, I could not find my glasses. And it was starting to be frustrating. Uh, you know, I, I, it's actually the only pair I have. I did not have a backup pair. And, um, you know, first day it happened, like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go to sleep. It's not a big deal. I'm sure it's going to come up somewhere. Like, we'll find it. Next day, still no glasses. Starting to get a little concerned, right? Third day, uh, you know, it's Sunday, about to go back to work next, next day. And, like, man, what is going on with these glasses? Finally, my wife... Um, agrees to help me look for them so after the kids are asleep we're, we're like looking over the whole house like they have to be somewhere maybe the kids got them like what is going on i just can't see like i don't have my you know i don't have my glasses starting to get you know more concerned about it so my wife is searching and she goes into the kids bathroom and then she turns and looks at my daughter's door and there was a piece of my glasses and there was she found she found a lens and it's like uh oh like we were you know the possibility that the glasses were broken wasn't even on our radar uh we just knew they were lost and like you know seeing it finding it in pieces um then shortly after that we found the rest of it um sure enough like my my glasses were completely broken uh, I mean, beyond repair, no duct tape, no glue was going to fix this one. Like, I mean, it was broken. So, um, yeah, I went to work the next morning. Didn't have my glasses, which is fine. I can still function without them. Um, but I like the way I look in glasses. I think I, I uh, look pretty dapper in uh, glasses. I enjoy it. Um, I think it frames my face a little bit. And I'm sitting in this meeting. I'm looking at the other people on the Zoom call, and this thought hits me that now I don't belong, like my glasses were broken. And I'd actually been kind of praying and seeking the Lord on if I should leave anyway, because I was struggling a little bit in the role, and it was like a lot of pressure, and then, you know, the work-life balance. Uh, so I was already struggling, but I held on, like, because um, I didn't feel, like, released yet. And in that moment, it was, like, the confirmation, like, okay, like, it's time to start getting ready to leave. 
Like, I no longer belong here. Like, this glass is being broken. I mean, yeah, it's probably my daughter <laughs> being a, a, you know, a child on the autism spectrum. But it was highly symbolic. And I just, I knew, like, in my gut, like, this was that sign. This is what I'd been looking for when I was praying and asking about a new position. And before I hadn't gotten anything, I was supposed to be there. There's a reason of making an impact, having really meaningful coaching calls with the people that I'm serving and being an advisor to. And um, and now I didn't belong. And they even mentioned, like, Kevin, where's your glasses? Like, what's what's going on? Like, um, you know, when are you going to get that fixed? And uh, it's like, you, you know, you don't you don't fit in without them. Um, like, they were even saying that, right? We, you know, we were joking about it, but it's like, you're right. I don't. Um, so, long story short, my wife got, um, she just got like a, like the lenses were fine. She was able to find some uh, some frames to just stick them in there, and you know, I was able to make do. Um, and that lasted quite a bit. Fast forward, um, I think after that moment, you know, I told my wife that I, I thought uh, maybe it was time. You know, I had tried applying to different jobs or whatever and never got anything. Um, so, stay with the organization. And then this this past week happened, and um, one of the organizations I had been applying for sent out an email that they were looking for an account manager. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. Um, let me apply. Let me see what happens. I literally had applied to this same place. Uh, this was my fourth time. I was a little, like, I mean, they have a really in-depth, like, um, application process. It's, like, very, um, it's weird. Like, the first step isn't, like, sending your resume. It's, like, answer these questions. <laughs> like, uh, like, it, like a, almost like an IQ test. Like, you have a time limit. You need to do this in this amount of time. And so, like, they're really looking for intelligent people. Like, they're really drawing that out. Um, and the, the CEO of this organization has been on record for saying, like, I, I always hire people smarter than me. Like, I always want to level up with my, with my people. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of an intimidating, a little bit of an intimidating process, right? Um, but it's a pain, like, like going through, like, it's not just, uh, I'm going to send my resume and, you know, see if I get an interview or whatever. Like, no, it's like every time I'm getting tested. So this is my fourth time to go through this dang test, <laughs> um, and fill it out. And, um, and this, this time, like, it just felt like favor was with me. I put in my application, did the first round of the little survey testing they have. And I think it was, might've been within a day I got messaged on the possibility of doing a first interview. So, okay, well, this is interesting. This is kind of cool. Like, yeah, let, let's see what happens here. And then um, that went great. Um, got into some stuff, and um, I was like, "Okay, um, well, you know, look for potentially a second interview. I'm going to send you a a few questions, see how you handle something, like just some survey, and uh, you know, get it back to me." And uh, it was like some role-based um, questions, like how would I react to a certain situation? And um, I had like 48 hours to get it back to him. Um, got it. 
send it back to him in like three hours. Um, like I just sat down and like dedicated time to doing it. Um, was like diligent on it. And I was like, wow, you know, thank you for that. Um, be able to look out for another interview. <laughs> so like in the matter of, I want to say like three or four days, I did all three interviews. So lots of favor, you know, especially making it to the next round quick the process was especially with previously applying four times and not even getting the first interview now getting all the way through the third interview and um, then on that the final interview um, went really great and he's like okay let me talk to uh, the boss and see what happens um, and like the next day I got an offer and I accepted so um, I was like, okay, like this is this is cool. This is a little bit better for my family. It's going to be a pay increase, um, and it's actually an organization I want to work for. I've been wanting to work for. Um, one of the things I like when I search for a job is I, I want to be able to go to a place that I'm going to develop. I'm going to become better at. Yes, I want to bring value, but um, is there something appealing about this job or workplace that um, I'm going to walk away and I'm going to have better skills? And have learned something that could impact me or help me create something of my own in the future. With uh, the role that I had previously with uh, Adventure Reach, I uh, was a sales advisor, but like working pe with people on their signature talks and helping them like find how to make money from speaking. And um, I became a better speaker from that process, from helping other people. So like I love like mindset and how I was having to develop, how I was having to show up, like what I was getting from that process and learning how to take speaking and making it profitable. This job is around ads and marketing and copy and like online marketing and, and stuff I'd been fascinated by and love, but um, haven't really gotten the knowledge to, to do it well. And this role would, would definitely deep dive into that and help me to learn. So, I love that. I love when I can get part of an organization and like part of working there levels up my skills, makes me better. Um, and this is absolutely that type of role. So um, I call up my director for Adventure Reach for the organization that I'm stepping away from and let him know, um, hey, my time with AYR is ending and I'm going to a new role. Um, I've loved and appreciate all you've done for me and how you've helped me grow in this season. And um, it's just the right move for, for me, for my family. Um, understood, right? And um, I came to the morning sales call. I uh, still had some, some meetings left on my calendar, so I told him, yeah, I would honor those those meetings. Um, so in that, that morning team huddle, when... It was announced to the team that I was leaving. I'm wearing these frames that my wife had fixed um, my glasses. And they literally broke on that phone call, on that team meeting. And my wife had pointed out to me later, because uh, I was, I, you know, I messaged her like, oh, my glasses broke again. You know, can you fix them or whatever? And, um, <laughs> and she reminded me. See, the last time your glasses broke, you had said you felt like the Lord was telling you it's time to go. And 
here it is, the last day that you're working for this organization, your glasses break again. So this was like a prophetic, symbolic act that the Lord was doing. Like, I'm in this, and I'm telling you it's time to go. It's time to move. So just, I mean, the fact that we had so much favor with the interview process um, and it going smoothly, like, um, yep, you know, the, it's time. And I feel a lot of peace about it. Um, one thing that's a little off topic, but I'm going to go ahead and say just because it's in context of the story. Um, you know, when I was speaking with the director on it, he thanked me. He, he was just like, hey, um, you know, I just want to thank you for calling me and um, working with me to get me a list of the prospects you're working. And um, he's like, normally when people quit, they just shoot me an email and then they ghost me <laughs> and they ghost me. Um, I was like, but the fact that you called me, that you're here, that you're seeing through your sales calls, that you're working on a prospect list, it just shows how you show up in the world. And I want to commend you for that. And then he made it, he, he uh, advised me that if my new role doesn't work out for me, to reach back out to him. Like, kind of like that, that the possibility of coming back was 100% there. And um, uh, if I need anything, if I need a, if I would like a reference, he'd be more than happy to do that for me. So, just a tremendous um, honor, right? You know, when we show up, it's important that we sh that that we do show up. That even on painful situations, like I, I'm not gonna lie, like I kind of dreaded having to tell him that I was accepting another role. Um, When you show up powerfully, when you choose to do the hard things, it matters. It absolutely matters. You know, kings, queens, they do difficult things. Uh, nobody likes to go outside of their comfort zone. And here's the thing, the, the more you do the uncomfortable things, the more you're open to stretch yourself outside that comfort zone, the more you expand the limits of your comfort zone. So those things that were not comfortable become comfortable. Those things that were not easy become easy because you first went there, because you got used to doing the uncomfortable. That's how you level up, is you do the uncomfortable until it becomes comfortable. Because you're expanding your comfort zone. So back to how do you know when it's time to go, right? Uh, and this, it was interesting, right? Like in, in my story, my personal story, um, there was a symbolic act. There's something that I had saw, like my glasses broke. And this was a symbol of something that unified me on this team. Like, I don't believe that um, God always speaks like that. But God does speak. And when he speaks, he speaks in a way that we understand. So for everyone, it's different. It's not the same because we are all unique. So he speaks to us in different ways. So, you know, with this question, how do you know when it's time to go? I think it's actually leading to a deeper, more profound question. Because that's not really the question, is it? 
It's not really how do we know when it's time to go. The question is actually, how do I hear from God? How do I know that he's speaking to me to take this action? That's really the question, right? It's how do I know that he's really in this? So I'm going to give you four steps today, four things, four ways to know, to improve your ability to hear from God. So four things to help you hear from God and to really know it's him, okay? Um, The first thing is you got to read the word. Like you just, you got to get in the Bible. This was the instruction manual that he left for us. And, I mean, even talks about that Jesus is the Word. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So when we seek the Word, when we read Scripture, we are literally learning about Jesus. We are literally getting to know Him and the person of God. So the first thing, if you want to hear from God, read His Word. And the Holy Spirit will activate the Word that we meditate on, that we put in our mind, that we put in our thoughts, that we consume, that we memorize, the Holy Spirit will activate and bring those words back up to us in the seasons that we need it. It's like seeds that we're sowing into our spirit. And when the Holy Spirit needs to speak to us, he can water it and bring it forth and we get the revelation. So the first way to start cultivating hearing from God is reading the Word. The cool thing is that when when we start hearing God and out things outside of the Word, outside of Scripture, because He speaks to us in life, He speaks to us daily, He speaks to us in ways that we might not realize it's Him. But the way we know it's Him, the way we can confirm it's Him, is it will be confirmed in His Word. He's not going to tell us something outside of the word that is not confirmed within the word he's not going he's not a liar he's not going to contradict himself so he's not going to tell you to go kill somebody right like that's not that's against his word and <laughs> thou shalt not kill right uh, so he's not going to do that he's not going to encourage you to do that um so you can always take your choice or your thought and hold it back up to the word of god that'll be a, a way you can test things so read the word. Have a word diet, right? The second is make time and space to listen. What does that look like? So for me, in the mornings, I have, I mentioned this in the last episode, my morning formula. And part of that morning time is I play worship music. You know, I'm writing in my journal. Um going through my affirmations, making my intentions known for the day, putting what I'm grateful for in my journal, um, reading over the what I have in my morning formula. And then I pray. Like I, I invite the Lord in. I, I start praying. I will pray for things that are relevant to me. I pray for my pastor. I pray for our church. I pray for the president. Um, I pray for people that God's put on my heart. Um, and then I, like, when I'm praying for somebody, I will stop and I will ask the Holy Spirit, 
what do you have for them? What do you have for them? And I'll just, I'll be quiet. Um, and sometimes it's me, and like, sometimes I, I'll still talk a little bit. Because um, sometimes just the act of verbalizing, like I'm moving my mouth, he brings it out. Like he'll allow that to come out, whatever I'm praying for. Um, but he speaks to me through images, through visualizations. Like I will see something for someone. And then I can, that informs my prayer and sometimes I'll even, I'll even share it with them because um, this is something the Lord gave me for them. So make time. You know, the, he might not speak to you in, in images like he does me. He might actually speak to you. That's how he does with my wife. He actually speaks to her. They have dialogue. <laughs> um, not jealous, kind of jealous. <laughs> um, but he speaks to us in ways that he that we will understand um you know jesus said my sheep he know my voice right um and so take time to make space to listen and ask yourself like how does god speak to me think about your relationship up to now and how has god spoken to you do you recognize his voice when you have felt in the past that God was asking you to do something what form and shape did that come in so make make it a part of your day to seek him download supernatural power for your day have a scheduled routine and time set aside to seek him and you will begin practicing hearing from him and you can apply that to anything in your life. When you can seek him and listen to him, you can bring that to your business endeavors, to your entrepreneur efforts, to how you show up at work, to how you show up in your family life. Make time and space for him to show up. You know, the Bible talks about going into your closet. <laughs> um, you know, what's funny, we have at my house, um, a big walk-in closet and I actually converted it it's so big I converted it into an office um, it's like well <laughs> you know, they say go into your your closet and make it a prayer closet or whatever like I made my office into my prayer my prayer closet is my office I work out of my prayer closet that's how much time I spend with the Lord I kind of joke about that like I'm so holy I you know I set up shop here <laughs> in my prayer closet um, so make time and space to listen the next way that you can hear from God, make it easier to hear from God, is community. Is surrounding yourself with other believers that you trust, that have good fruits, right? Because um, in the abundance of counsel, Proverbs 24.6 says, For by wise counsel you wage your own war, and in a multitude of counselors there is safety. So you need community. Don't do it alone. When you're seeking the Lord, when you're seeking answers, take it to your community. Have people that you can ha ask to intercede for you. Have people that you can reach out to and say, hey, pray for me. We need that. And God designed us to be a community. He did not ever mean for this Christian walk to be one that we do alone. 
if that was the case, then he wouldn't have brought 12 disciples together. He just would have trained the one and then he's good. <laughs> That's it. Peace out, right? Like, no. He loves community. He wants us to be one just as he is one. And the fourth way for how you can know that God is speaking to you and this ultimately is how do you know when it's time to go because you're hearing God, right? Is your peace. Your peace. When something is uneasy, when it bothers you, when you don't have peace about it, there's a reason. Listen to that. There is um, there's a Hebrew greeting. I love it. It's called, it says uh, in Hebrew, Mashulamka. Uh, and... It's basically asking, how is your peace? It's it's like, how are you doing, right? But it's like, it's the Hebrew. But it, I mean, it's literally, how is your peace? And it's an interesting question. How is your peace? For me, just in that job situation, my peace was starting to get disturbed. God brings and allows disturbances to come into our life to produce change. So there are times and moments when we are feeling really heavily uncomfortable and God is actually asking us to take an action. He's allowing us to be rocked to produce some form of change. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that change has to be you quitting your job, you getting a new job, right? It could be a change in your mindset it could be a change in your behaviors right but but pay attention to that when your peace is disturbed what is going on God is trying to get your attention um, are you being disobedient right be sensitive to your peace all right family well that's all I have today uh, just a quick recap how do you know you're hearing from God which is also how do you know when it's time to go? Because you're hearing from God, right? And so how do you do that? You read his word. You make time and space to listen. Quiet time. Seeking him. Surround yourself with godly community. People you trust. People you can go to. People you can pray with. Who will pray for you. And analyze your peace. How is your peace? Mashallah. So... Be blessed, family. Hope you have an amazing rest of this week. Go forth, and now you know when it's time to go. See you next time.